Hello Nagrits and welcome to the Nag Personal Trainer Podcast. You might hear I've got a bit more of a sexy voice today because Rona has finally taken me again. Um, I'm okay, luckily. Um, you know, I know not everyone normally feels 100% well, doesn't feel great. I'm not saying I feel perfect, but I just feel like I've got a really horrible snotty cold, so I might sound a bit nasally than usual. But I decided to record this podcast episode because it's on my mind. And I've been d- discussing this with another personal trainer I know called uh, Dan, who runs uh, Stone Strength and Conditioning, uh, personal training in Stone, uh, same area I'm I, uh, coaching. He's a great coach. We both share a lot of similar thoughts and values when it comes to health and fitness as well. And uh, so today I'm going to go over what we mean by being semi on plan i think this is the only time where semi sounds okay <laughs> uh, because other than that i don't think it ever sounds all right saying semi i know you might think i'm losing my mind because i'm probably drugged up at the moment <laughs> i don't when i say drugged up i mean uh cough stuff and that just because i'm full of bloody mucus so yes but what is being semi on plan now normally most people are either on it or off it, especially when it comes to fat loss and weight loss. They're like, right, I'm either on it or I'm off it. Same with diets, they're on the diet or they're off the diet. There's no in between. As if in between is not good enough. But what if in between is going to keep you moving forwards? Because one step a day, step a day is going to still take you closer to where you need to be. It's like when people go on holiday or now we've got the... Halloween say next Monday and then bonfire night and then Christmas markets and all the Christmas festivities are coming up Christmas meals parties and people in the mindset of if that's all happening there's no point in doing anything about it why is there no point what happens if when you think January comes around and you have all good intentions but I'll be I'll do it now it's calm down now but then it'd be the excuses of that your skint or um, something else has come up or, you know, kids are back school, you're back working, work's full on, people are sick, <laughs> so you're covering stuff. The point being, if, you know, instead of thinking being all on it, think about being semi on it because if you're semi on it all the time, you're still going to move forwards. You can still tick most of the boxes no matter how busy you are. The amount of people who are struggling to hit their goals because of stop, start, stop, start. Or they're waiting for the right moment to start. It sounds really harsh, this, but I'm almost sick of hearing it, that. Hearing that you need to wait for this right time. What is this right time? It's like me starting Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. There was never going to be a right time. I just had to do it. It just The only thing that made it hard for me was I had to give up kickboxing because of really good business, how much I train it just be too much and it's giving me more flexibility actually changing the martial arts as much as I loved kickboxing I still do I love stand-up martial arts but I had to just do it I was like do I wait till after Christmas or you know shall I wait till do another year but I was like why am I waiting I, I made a, I made a list of reasons why I'm waiting I say a list there was nothing I, apart from I have a lot of loyalty uh, towards um, obviously Mark, my coach at the time for kickboxing that, and obviously who I train with, the guys there 
because I loved it so much and I loved the guys who were there, the dynamic of it. But I thought if I don't do it now while I'm actually ready to take action and do this, like I'm on the verge of, I'm thinking about it, so I should just bloody do it. So I just did it and I'm really happy I did, even though I can't go for nearly a week now because I've got COVID. <laughs> I've done three sessions so far. I'm absolutely gutted, but it's one of them, you know. It is what it is, as we say. It's one of them, as Stokey say as well. So how do we do semi-onics? I suppose you can use the example of like me being ill now. So that doesn't mean now I'm going to eat just shit, not really have a regular bedtime routine, uh, not drink enough water, pull my face and sit and just binge films for the day. Now, to be fair, sometimes a one-off doing that is, might be what you need. You know, you might need to get it out of your system. I understand that. But I know if I don't look after myself and do things like tick some boxes of what I do daily already, I'm going to feel worse and it's going to take me longer to get over my illness. And I'd rather put myself in a good position. So obviously, yes, rest. I'm not training at the moment. So I'm just going out for walks when it's quiet and I can be away from people. Getting some natural sunlight, natural fresh air. I still did some of my work today. I'm still drinking of fluids. I'm still trying to get protein and veggies in every meal because of the nutrient side of things. So protein's great for healing. And then veggies are, and uh, fruit is obviously good for the vitamins and minerals I need. And I'm fueling my body to help it get over the illness, which is why sometimes it's very hard to eat when you're not feeling very well. And then you feel very weak. If you can, obviously, try and eat ideally. You don't have to force your calories in you, but... You know, you try have at least three meals, I'd say, or two meals, and it might be have two smaller snacks or something, just because that's what you can manage. And then try and just rest and sleep, but do some movement if you can. Uh, when I say movement, I don't mean train. I mean, like, stretch um, or do some mobility and just go out for a walk. Just keep it as simple as that if you feel okay to do so. And if you can't do that, just fluids, sleep, and eat what you can. And obviously try and make the best choices for you when it comes to it that's been semi-onic being i say semi-onic it's been about i'm normally about 80 80 on it daily there's it's very rare it's 100 because of life so i'll say to clients you know for example they've got kids and it might be their kid gets sick that day and they've got to stay at home with their kids and their kids in bed and you're going to go up and keep checking on them so it might be you can't go to that fitness class um but you probably could still if you've prepped a bit ahead as well which helps have your meals that you set out for that day. It could be that you just do a little quick workout at home. It might be, you know, you think, you know what, I'm just going to do the house tasks today to get my steps up because I can't go out the house and walk out the house and leave a kid on their own. So I'll do that. Or walk around the garden, get some steps up, at least your presence and around. Just hit my hydration goals. So again, it's just ticking some of the boxes. You haven't got to do all of that. But the more habitual things are, the more you will tick off over time. But for now, it might be you're just going to make sure you tick off at least your daily non-negotiables. So my daily non-negotiables, to be fair, I can still do when I'm ill. I would only change one of them if I was bedridden. So that'd be the walk I do every day. So I always get outside and do a daily walk or do something outside just for fresh air and just for general activity as well. But other than that, uh, one of mine is coming off my phone at certain times. So I have time from tech. Uh, another one would be just hitting my five portions of fruit and veg a day. Again, that would only change if I had a sickness bug, which then I would just switch to to make sure you get enough hydration. 
my hydration is pretty decent anyway, so that's why it's not a daily non-negotiable. It's that automatic. I don't have to think about it. But if I'm ill, I tend to have to and think about it a little bit more. So, of course, you can be flexible with it. And I think that's the other thing. People are too rigid with what they do. And again, I think that comes from the mindset of when they've done diets, is you stick to these rules. But if you detour from the rules, the mindset is, well, I've fucked up now. So I might as well just carry on fucking up because I've done it anyway. Rather than think, okay, I messed up here a little bit. That's fine. No worries. I'll move on. I'll do better from now on or from tomorrow. You know, continue with a better day from then. For example, um, we're running the slate challenge as of Monday coming. And one of um, my group clients who's doing it actually, she's already written out her goals. I felt they were fantastic what she wrote down. And... I like what she did with a bit of journaling she did. And one of the ones, she writes down her meals and she made a note that she wasn't very healthy with the tea. She didn't feel it was, it was healthy enough. It was actually fine. It was, there was protein, there was veggies and carbohydrates, but uh, she wanted to change it. And I said, well, make that as a lesson rather than say it as a failure. Think, well, at the time it was nice. It's what you wanted and that's okay. And also she's got a family, so she does have to cook for others. And it's awkward when, if you've got to cook for the family and they're a bit fussy, so obviously I've given some solutions and some ideas to help her out with that. I'll get on to that in a minute because that's always a good question for that. I mean, you've got fussy eaters in the house and you've got to cook the same meal, which is cheaper because it's expensive trying to cook different meals when there's a lot of you. It's not too bad with me and my partner. We can do that. Um, but there is tips I do where I do cook for me and my partner because she's, as I like to call it, she's my basic bitch. She likes things plain and simple and I like things spicy, aromatic and lots of flavour. <laughs> Anyway, so I said, rather than say it as a failure, you've written it down. You've even wrote down the pros and cons of that day, which I like. So all the, uh, what's the word? All the cons that you've wrote down, see them as lessons rather than negatives. It'd just be like, right, is there something I can learn from this that I can make better for next time? So things simple as that is a good way of looking at it. So again, rather than thinking all or nothing, it's more, some things today have gone actually okay because you've wrote down the positives. Okay, these negative areas, are, are these lessons I can learn from? Can I do something tomorrow to make it better or plan better and take action immediately? And again, it's that art of learning to be semi-honest. You do not have to be 100% to get results. I know because when you've done diets and you stuck to the rules, it's worked. But has it worked for the long term? Have you stuck to that diet 10 plus years down the line? Or have you tried three or four different ones, changed, flitting back and forth from different rules? And then you've either been on it or off it. Why not learn how to be always on it, but semi on it? Let's give me my new phrase now, isn't it? That? Just to go back to my client who has to cook for fussy eaters. Now, she's not as fussy. She's got a bit more varied taste. When she's fussy, obviously, the whole vegetables and fruit thing can make it a bit difficult. So I would say cook the ba- the recipe quite basic, what you do, like a curry. So you have your protein sauce, whether it's meat, um, you know, like a tofu, lentils, whatever it is you have. So you put in your protein portion. You do your flavours, but keep them based like your onions, your garlic, and some, some typical curry spice, like a mild curry powder, your cumin, your garam masala, uh, your tinned tomatoes. You could put coconut milk in just to like reduce it, you know, stop it being as too spicy if that's the issue. Then what I do, I tend to, because I cook for my missus sometimes, I stop there. 
so say from slow cooking a curry and i'll additionalize veg with it afterwards so for example cauliflower goes banging with curry it just soaks up the flavor so if you've got frozen cauliflower in or fresh i think frozen would be better personally because you can microwave it and when you microwave you don't lose many nutrients just so you know and frozen is fresher because it's frozen at the moment it's been picked pretty much not long after whereas most fruit and veg not all of it is usually if it's fresh if it's been transported to another country it would have had to been frozen to be transported over it's been a few days it's not as fresh so a lot of people diss frozen veg but i think it's such a handy tool frozen veg so yeah so you could literally microwave whatever frozen veg you got and whack that into your curry i like cauliflower and peas so i would add that in and just mix it in after i've heated up your curry as well and then have whatever i'm going to have it with whether it's rice one day or another day i might have half an hour bread so you could additionalize the side if you prefer it spicier or more flavor there's nothing wrong with having chopped chili on top coriander uh, you could cut up some like strips of ginger which a lot of curry houses like to do there's one i go to and they do that so you can literally just accessorize your own afterwards that way you've bulk cooked if people want the basic bitch style they could have their basic bitch style they're sorted so because i understand that could be a bit of a barrier and that could obviously make it more difficult when you're trying to food prep for a family the other thing with, with uh, if you do it for a family or a partner or a spouse is ask him say look i want you to pick one recipe this week or one or two and then when you've picked that i'm going to make it how you like it and then i'll just additionalize it for me afterwards and that's fine and it might be they see you have it how you have it and they might decide they want to try a bit so you could because you can have some spare stuff chopped up ready like say a side salad for a curry it's always delicious as well um you might have made like a mint yogurt sauce to go with it so again I'd, i would say do the basic and then additionalize it with the veg and more flavors so you can enjoy your meal how you like it and no one else can complain and it's not extra work not much extra work to do because you could obviously do it in bulk again those little extra bits you want on top and just put it in a little tub so like your chopped chili your ginger your coriander uh, if you do a mint yogurt sauce that keeps anyway so you could do a big one in the sauce and leave it in the cupboard uh, and it's done and again it's it's helping again with being that semi on it because i think if you i always say like right we're coming in the slate challenge for example we've got going on or online membership or even with my one-to-one clients i always say let's you've got the training so let's sort out your nutrition but normally if i work online with people the first thing I've got to nail with is nutrition anyway. That's where the issues are. And not just what to cook, but their mindset over nutrition. So that again, that all or nothing mentality. I'm like, right, let's make sure your calories aren't too low in the week because you want to become more active. So I'm going to find a happy place for you to be in where it's not too low, but it's it's in a deficit enough, say, for fat loss that you're going to get uh, fat loss results. Let's also make sure you balance on the weekends because all of us overeat on weekends, like when we've done this, or we overeat in the uh, in the evening. So let's set up some guidelines. Let's maybe set up some rules in place just to make sure you're going to adhere to what you are doing. I think the other thing that people think they have to be all on it as well, especially nutrition, is that they aren't allowed anything that tastes nice. There's a strange perception with health. It's been very warped, and I've been there myself. The idea that healthy food it's meant to be not filling it's always has to be green it has to be plain and even the way it's cooked as well there's no sauce no seasoning salt and pepper if you're lucky and you're not meant to have anything that you enjoy as you're not going to get results it's like when people say like say when they put like 
a bit of gravy on the dinner and they're like, oh, I can feel the skin on my hips. Oh, I feel so fat. It's like, no, you're just really full because there's a lot of fibre on a Sunday dinner and meat. So that's it. You know, a drizzle of your a gravy is, is not going to cause that. If it's about 40, 50 calories, depending on how you make your gravy per serving. But that's a perception people have. So say later I'm going to do a Nando's uh, chicken quesadilla. So like a wrap with cheese, uh, loads of veggies, uh, some cute chicken that I've got left over, some Nando sauce. Just simply adding the Nando sauce is going to make that meal taste banging. And I'll be honest, years ago, I'd be like, I can't have any sauce on, can't have cheese on, nothing like that. But are you going to stick with that forever? If you can change habits now, just make little tweaks to what you do, and you can stick with it and adhere to it, you'll never have to diet again. You won't even feel like you're on a fucking diet. You'll feel like you're just, you're normal. What are you eating? And obviously, yeah, count it in. It's not much extra calories for putting a bit of sauce or flavour in there. I mean, for spice, it's like five, ten calories. Like, for, say, for like a teaspoon of paprika uh, or cumin, you know. Same with soy sauce and that as well. Or honey. You know, add your flavour. And oh, I didn't know this until like a few weeks ago. So I know the word anyway, but I didn't realise it means flavour. So unami. So unami, which is Japanese. But it means like add flavour, add taste. It's a nice word to add. It's, it sounds nice, doesn't it? And it just makes it more enjoyable. You can be in a calorie deficit and have tasty food. It is okay. I know we talk about having too much hyper-palatable food, so very, very tasty foods that you can't stop eating. But are you really going to overeat? Say, for example, the shredded chicken I've got with Nando sauce made into like a quesadilla and then loads of veggies. You're probably less likely to overeat that. Whereas a tub of Pringles, you sat in the living room with them on your lap. You're going to eat all of them, probably. There's, there's a good chance it's you're not going to put them down whereas if you put some on a plate in a bowl and sat down and put the tub away somewhere out of sight or it's hard to reach or it's awkward to move things you know you're probably less likely to get up and if you did get up again and get a portion you've got to go for the effort to doing it and that's something i learned with chili heat wave doritos if i get a sharing bag i do put them in a bowl and i'll sit and enjoy it you know and then that's it i'm like well i've had what i've had and, and that's that you know, if I want more, I'll wait till tomorrow and the day after and enjoy some more as a portion. And then at least I'm not banging through it. I can enjoy a little bit here and there. And again, being semi-honest with diet and balanced diet means everything is inclusive. Nothing is excluded. It's just learning to have more of something and a more moderate, less amount of other things. You know, the foods that we enjoy. The other way being semi-honest is... I like to call it ticking the boxes. So say you have five boxes. So three of them are daily non-negotiables and two of them are weekly goals. So your weekly goals are like how many times you're going to work out. Maybe a weekly step count if you wanted uh, or a calorie um, weekly total. Could be that as well. Uh, It could be having having a set number of days, having a decent amount of sleep because it could be a parent with uh, kids and it might be difficult to do seven nights of perfect sleep. Not as anything perfect so you could set obviously weaker goals as well and i would say aim to at least tick three of them even if it's two daily non-negotiables most of the time and one weekly goal that's still semi on it if that week you only did your workouts that is still semi on it because you've not written it off you've done something towards that goal the only time maybe none of that's ticked off is if you are seriously seriously ill or something big has happened but you can even do that on holiday 
you could be semi honest on holiday. You're just probably not going to be as honest as you are when you're at home. So the percentage of effort's just going to drop a bit, but not going to go completely. So when I went away, for example, it was very easy to get my five portion fruit and veg in a day. I mean, Mexico was spectacular for that. It was so easy to pick fruit and veg from other dishes in every meal. So that was no issue. Drinking plenty of water on holiday, especially hot countries, great one to have as your non-negotiable. Another one could be just do something active every day, whether it's just a walk around the complex, a swim, a class. Um, it could be your own workout if you want to. Like I went to the gym now and again because I felt like it. Um, but it could just be simply just a little walk every day. That That's your active something every day. So it hasn't got to be strenuous. It hasn't got to be a workout. So I wouldn't say workout every day. So when I say active, it could be that it's just your daily activity and other days it could be a bit of that and you might have gone join a fitness class while you're away. Because again, I get people saying, I'll start after holiday. I'm like, you can do a little bit on holiday if you want. You can do a couple of things. Don't feel like it's going to ruin your holiday. If anything, you'll come back feeling better because you're working on health and fitness goals. I mean, we go on holiday to come back feel better, not feel shit. Unless you've done a long haul flight. <laughs> But even then, I was over it quick. So it was just a quick one today, guys, because it was on my mind. Be okay with being semi-honest rather than thinking I have to do fucking everything or I don't do anything at all. Because you are actually going to be further away from your goal than the person who's tried to do a bit each week and a bit each day. You think what they repeat day in, day out, week in, week out, the mundane consistency and don't give up even if they see a pound or two gain on the scale because it's probably a fluctuation or maybe they have had a bit more of a heavier weekend so they just got more food in their system and drink. Don't give up and stop thinking if I fuck up one day, I might as well fuck up the next day. If I go over by 50 calories or 100 calories, I might as well eat another 5,000. It's it's extremes. Be okay with being in the middle. Be okay being a bit mundane and a bit boring because it works. It's just part of your life. You know, it's just embedded into what you do already and who you are because your actions and what you do daily and on a weekly basis over a period of time will actually determine, determine your health, your lifestyle, your fitness. It soon adds up. I hope you found this helpful today. If you think someone else needs to hear this, please share this with one other person. I always appreciate my podcast being shared. It means it will help somebody else. If you would like me to work with you, I am a qualified personal trainer, online and face-to-face. You can always drop me an email to natalie at nagpersonaltrainer.co.uk or if you're on my socials, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, just drop me a DM at the nag personal trainer. I'm pretty easy to find. Not many people are called the nag personal trainer. I hope you enjoyed us today and thank you for listening.